Welcome back to Boozy Bracketology, ladies and gentlemen, and we are knee-deep into our best Beatles bracket. We are on to the second quadrant in the round of 64. We've got some heavy hitters this time, but it's the Beatles. Heavy hitters is kind of the name of the game. That's why it's a 68-seed bracket. Not even 64, 68, because we've got four play-in games, and that's where we're going to start tonight. But let's start here first. Up in Minnesota, by way of by way of Montana and soon to be Mobile, Alabama. Nathan, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing very good. Um, tonight I am drinking, uh, because I'm in the Midwest, I'm drinking some summer shandy from Liney Kugels uh, because it is a refreshing drink when I've, when I've been outside most of the day. So knock, I'm not a fan of Liney Kugel, any of their beer, but hey, knock yourself out. I yeah. know a lot of people love that summer shandy. It's not my cup of tea. It's okay. I'm usually not a shandy person either, but uh, for some reason, Liney Kugels is one of those things that just kind of tastes like home. And now that I'm home for a while, it feels good to kind of go back in time and drink some of it. We're going to go over to someone who I know for a fact is a big fan of blueberry wheat beers. Sarah in Reno, Nevada. How you doing and what are you drinking? You are so right on the blueberry wheat beers. I remember um, the two dog blueberry is like your favorite beer. Right. I don't remember when I drink a lot of blueberry beer. <laughs> um, so I grabbed this beer from my fridge. My brother had left it. It's called Heretic Make America Juicy Again. It's a oh. New England <laughs> A New England style India pale ale. So like lots of things going on with that. Um, but my favorite thing is the quote ac- across the top because it kind of, I mean, it, it was said by Democritus, but I feel like it's a John Lennon saying, but it's uh, happiness resides not in possessions and not in gold. Happiness dwells in the soul. So I feel like it's a little fitting and I kind of hope it's not gross. Well, it is an IPA, so you really kind of take your fate into your own hands there. Jeff in Palm Harbor, Florida, my friend. How are you doing, and what are you drinking? Well, hey, uh, don't come knocking at my door, but uh, I am drinking the Cigar City Brewing Florida Man, so I'm just showing my intelligence off right here. <laughs> is that a lager? What is that? No, this is a IPA, a dipper, if you will. A double the IPA. Well, uh, Jeff, I'm, gonna be, I'm not joining you. I'm actually going the opposite direction. I'm going on the basic train. Yeah. Mm. I got myself here a laugh all you want, a Michelob Ultra Hard Seltzer. Um I totally thought that was a white claw. You it's not it's white worse. claw, it's worse than white claw, it's redneck white claw. Yeah. But this is your <laughs> blueberry watermelon. Um oh, also I'll remind you, I was the only one drinking bourbon last episode. Y'all can just calm the hell down. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's uh that's actually a really good summer drink. I'm gonna need to buy more of these. A blueberry watermelon. Damn, that's sweet. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Uh, last but not least, Mike, my friend, how are you doing and what are you drinking? Well, I'm feeling a little bad because I was trying to choose between two beers and the one that I didn't choose was actually a blueberry wheat <laughs> beer. So uh, I'll have to bring that for next time so I can lord it over Sarah. But instead, I chose this one. Uh, this is from the Naked River Brewing Company from Ch- out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's called the Cosmic Turtle. The tagline is drink beer, save turtles. And it says a portion of the sales benefit the turtle conservation uh, through the Tennessee Aquarium. So that's pretty cool. And the Turtle Survival Alliance. So that's pretty cool. Unfortunately, I've had I've actually already had this beer before because it's part of a six pack and I've about three in. 
it's not my favorite. It's it's okay. It's it's fine. I'm glad I'm helping the turtles, but I I don't know that I would get it again. But you know, it'll 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 do in a pinch for tonight. That's the closest thing to a bad beer review we've ever heard Mike give in three plus years of podcasting with him. So, <laughs> well, I do love beer, and actually, for some <laughs> reason, it tastes better tonight. So, there you go. <laughs> you need a cup under your belt before you drink. It's a good thing. That's right. We are going to get started. Though Nathan, you're going to be kicking us off here as we dive right in with our play-in game to compete for the 16 seed in this quadrant of the bracket. We've got. I'm only sleeping. Taking on. You never give me your money. Take us away. So for me, uh, this one was a pretty easy one. Um, I think one of my, fa- my my earliest memories of the Beatles before I got into them was my friend Aaron growing up. So if he's listening to this, hi, Aaron. I'll make sure he gets the, uh, a link to this uh, episode. Awesome. Uh, he, he got me. Yeah. Uh, I remember as a, and we were just like preteens, him loving the song, I'm Only Sleeping. And I was listening to it. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like a good song. Now, as an adult who loves his naps and sleeping in and getting a good night's sleep, it hits a whole lot harder. And just the way the song is laid out, it's just a well, great, well-produced song. Um, and so I need to go with the better song, I'm Only Sleeping. I'm Only Sleeping has its first vote. Sarah, you're up. That's pretty funny because I was like, the Beatles wrote a song about me. Crazy. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm straight up just because, yes, goals, right? Hashtag goals. I'm going to give my vote to I'm Only Sleeping. The woman that works 60 hours a week is voting for I'm Only Sleeping. Well, I need a nap. <laughs> Jeff, you're up. Well, you know, in a world of pianos driven Beatles songs, uh, it's going to be hard for me not to go with You Never Give Me Your Money. However, I'm going to go with it, but more because of the harmonies. And the the Beatles are known for a lot of different harmonies over many different songs, but there's something unique about the the harmonies that are just so lovely and dissonant in this song. And I I just love it. So I'm going to have to go and give it to You Never Give Me Your Money. You Never Give Me Your Money is an answer. Let's see what Mike has to say. This was a tough one for me, honestly. Uh, you Never Give Me Your Money uh, is a great opener to the uh, Abbey Road medley uh, that it doesn't kick off the B-side of, um, or side two of Abbey Road, but it's basically the majority of it. And it itself is a little medley in its own right. Like It's got a couple of little parts they sort of stitch together in a really cool way. Like, I love, I, I love the way that... Uh, you know, the piano thing. And then all of a sudden you kick in with the drums and he starts going out of college money spent like, that's such a cool transition. I, I love that part of the song. It's fantastic, but I still got to give it to, I'm only sleeping. I've, I've obviously made my affinity for revolver well-known, but I'm only sleeping. Let me tell you about my, I'll, I'll try and be quick, but I'll tell me about my, my introduction to revolver. The first version of revolver that I heard was actually the Capitol records version, which doesn't have this song. That's that was the ver you know, uh, for folks that don't know the earlier part of the Beatles catalog, they would release the one version in uh, Britain, but then you'd get a different version in the United States and Capitol Records would kind of do patchwork type of stuff and revolver for whatever reason, they just pulled three songs off of it. Uh, and it was, it was, it was some bullshit quite frankly. And one of those was I'm only sleeping. So 
when I when I finally did hear it in its proper place on the album, it just took that album to a whole other level. It's got that psychedelic sound. It starts off with that great sounding acoustic guitar and those backward guitar effects. It's just, it's so fantastic. And as somebody who's not necessarily the world's greatest person at relaxing, I really do uh, appreciate a song that is was written by somebody who had a very good work ethic, but also Lennon, he had a very good work ethic. He wasn't lazy. He just wanted to, spend his downtime as his downtime. And I think there's a lot of something to be said for that. I think it's something that uh, we could probably stand to get a lot more behind uh, these days. I'm only sleeping is going to get my vote here and I'm going to spare Chris having to break the tie. Yeah. The, the tie would have gone. I'm only sleeping. I will also say from a work ethic standpoint, we are all voluntarily taking time out of our days to sit down and record a podcast. I think our work ethics on top of what we do for our regular job, some of us working 60 to 70 hours a week, Sarah, our work ethics are unquestioned. We are moving on. And so is I'm Only Sleeping. Let's see if we're feeding it to the sharks here. The 16 seed, I'm Only Sleeping. The one seed in this quadrant is something. And we're starting it off with Sarah. So fun fact, my f- showing my cards here. My favorite Beatles songs are George Harrison songs, but hmm. he is not my favorite Beatle. It only gets weirder from there, folks. But something is one of my favorite songs. Um, I love everything about it. The the love story, the the melody, the rhythm. This isn't even a question for me. Like sleeping, I'm only sleeping. Who? What? When? Yeah. Uh, something. All the way. Something. It is just a beautiful, beautiful song. It's the slowness of it. It 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 just it gets me. And Jeff, over to you. Um, yeah, I mean, we fed this one right to the sharks. Uh, there's a specific point in time when you're learning guitar and you've kind of learned the basics of chords and progressions and you start to dabble into, well, if I were ever to play some sort of lead lines, how would that look? How would that sound? And just that little lick at the beginning, trying to figure out how to bend the strings just the right way to get that to pop off. Um, just over and over and over and over until you get it just right. And there's just something in that. I love it. I love that little just lick right at the start to give it right into the song. Uh, something gets it for me. Something has its second vote. Mike, you're up. I don't know how you vote against the song that Frank Sinatra used to cover in concert by introducing it as his favorite Lennon McCartney song. Uh, Frankie, I love you, buddy, but, uh, no, this is this was George Harrison's masterpiece in my opinion. Uh, and I think the Beatles agreed because it was the first George Harrison song that was released as George Harrison Penn song that was released as a Beatles single. Um, and it is absolutely fantastic, uh, for all the reasons that have already been mentioned and all the reasons that we are going to continue to, to discuss if I'm going to venture to guess several episodes uh, moving forward. Uh, I do love I'm Only Sleeping. I wanted to squeeze in one more Revolver song in the play-in game, which is why I put it in there. It was between that and uh, and Your Bird Can Sing for me. Uh, so I was, glad, I was glad to get it in there. Glad to make it past one round, but I knew whatever was going to go past that was just going to get crushed uh, something for me. Nathan, take us home. In a, the previous episode, I said that at my funeral, I'd like the song In My Life to play. Uh, and at my hopefully someday wedding, uh, 
something. It's just a beautiful love song. I think of you know uh, the loves of the Beatles' lives from from Yoko to 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 Linda, and it just makes me kind of smile. Um, and so I need to go with something. And something non unsurprisingly is uh, sweeping its way into the round of thirty two. We are moving along. Jeff is going to be kicking us off with this next portion of the bracket. The eight seed with a little help from my friends. The nine seed drive my car. Oh, man. This one's real tough because at once upon a time, I was in a band that won a uh, battle of the bands playing with a little help from my friends. Um, I was in the brass section, so, you know, I was pretty cool. But, uh, man, I actually, as much as I love with a little help from my friends, I think Drive My Car is probably more enjoyable. Um, And I don't know. That's based on, you know, uh, multiple listens about three hours ago. I had to go back and forth on this one several times. And I still ended up with Drive My Car. Drive My Car has got first vote. Uh, Mike, your turn, sir. This is an incredibly tough matchup for me. I, again, befitting an eight, nine seed. Uh, first, I'm going to start off by stirring up some controversy. I think it's uh, safe to say that a decent number of us probably grew up watching the wonder years. And as much as I do love the Joe Cocker version of with a little help from my friends, the Beatles version to me remains the definitive and best version. I come, come fight me on socials. I don't care. I adore the version of with a little help from my friends. It's the perfect Ringo song. It it's, 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 it's got this jaunty fun feel. The fact that he hits that final friends. I mean, that's just like Ringo. He must've, you know, temporarily sold his soul or something just to be able to hit that. Cause that's not something he, he normally hit. But I, but I will say this, I got I had the wonderful opportunity to see him in concert a few years ago. Uh, you know, and he's in his mid seventies and he hit the note then too. So, you know, what the hell am I talking about? But Drive My Car is a great song, too. It's a perfect opener to Rubber Soul. It, it's it's so much fun. That that little beep, beep, yeah hook, is it's it's a blast to sing along to live. It's a great song. Both of these are actually great songs for, for kids. And the, one of the things that's sort of underappreciated about the Beatles for all of their rock and rollness and, you know, their the controversy that they stirred up at the time because of their haircuts and their what whatever, uh, they're great. They're, they're a band that you can love and also raise your kids on because no kid's going to get the sexual innuendos underlying drive my car. It's just a fun song. Uh, my heart though, does ultimately belong to with a little help from my friends. I just gets that little bit of an edge. I, I, I cannot concretely say why, and I will not be upset if drive my car moves on, but with a little help, my friends definitely has uh, my heart is if I was going to put on one of these two songs right now, it would be that one. So uh, cheers to Billy Shears with a little help from my friends gets my vote. I I think we can all say, Mike, the the reason is Winnie Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) Truche, touche. Truche. All right. Also, Jeff, when someone says I was in a band that won Battle of the Bands, not anticipating a brass section. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Chicago existed. That's true. But we are moving on. Uh, The next vote here is going back to Nathan. Both great songs. Um, I think 
so above all, I'm primarily a lyrics person. I, I love a song with good lyrics, as long as it's put together in, in, in a good way. And and for and, and they're both great songs lyric wise. I mean, I agree with the the the, the hook in in Drive My Car. It's it's a fun song to begin an album with. Uh, but with a little help from my friends. I think the reason it was on the, the, you know, the soundtrack for uh, the Wonder Years is because the, the importance of that show about relationships and friends and those people you care about. Um, I recently moved from uh, a lot of friends just now and hopefully to a place where I'll, I'll hope to make new friends. And just the concept of you know, getting by with a little help from your friends, um, that, just, that, 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 that lyric and, and, and that mentality really, really speaks to me. And so I need to go with, with a little help from my friends. It's one of my favorite Beatles songs ever. With a little help from my friends, has a two-to-one lead. Last pick goes to Sarah. This is perfect because on June 22nd, 2015, I had a Facebook post and I said, during a time of reflection, I can't help but feel like the luckiest girl in the world. To my Florida friends, tagged Mike Mott and Chris Liguori. I want to thank you for everything you have done for me and my family. And tagged to that was the Beatles with a little help from my friends. I'm going to tear up a little bit. That was nice. So I am sorry. Drive my car. It's fine. With a little help from my friends is very meaningful to me just because if you ever have the best of friends in the whole world. It's such a special thing to have. And anytime someone does something nice for me, like that song plays in my head a lot. So this one's for you guys, because I don't know how long it's going to go on. But June 22nd, 2015, I dedicated that song to you. And I still do. And I'm moving it along. See, now I'm jealous, because one day I hope to find the best of friends in the world. That'll be great. <laughs> Damn! Well, now, I know what I'm, now I know what I'm posting on Am I the <laughs> Asshole on Reddit later. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know so, you at that point. I'm sorry. And obviously Chris dumped me, so if you wanna be friends, I'm nice to them. I think it's safe to say that Sarah, Mike, and I have been through some some uh some weird times together and some tough times together, but also some really good times together. With that being said, with a little little with a little, little bourbon and uh in hard seltzer apparently not a good combination. With a little help from my friends is moving on. And so are we. Uh, Mike, you're getting us kicked off in this next one. The five seed, I saw her standing there. The 12 seed, Helter Skelter. <laughs> let, let, me, uh, let me tell you something from experience. Uh, when you are driving in a convertible car with the top down, flying over a curvy mountain road at speeds that are probably just a little bit unsafe on a bright and sunny day, and Helter Skelter comes on, and a second later, you suddenly get pelted by a spontaneous rainstorm. It's fucking awesome! Like it, it, you're just you're driving along, and you're getting pelted by rain, and you're driving through the rain, and you get this such sense of urgency, and it's just pulsing, and it's it's like it's pulling you along. It's it was. I wish I could adequately describe it. It was the most amazing like thing. It was so cool. Uh, I love Helter Skelter. I really, really do. Uh, it's got I, I love the way that it has that that false ending and then builds back up. I love how it's so freaking heavy. Helter Skelter, I just I really genuinely love that song. And yet I don't know that I can vote for it ahead of I saw her standing there. That I saw her standing there is really to me it's the first Beatles song. 
Like he literally, the Beatles' entire career gets kicked off by Paul going one, two, three, how about and playing that awesome bass riff. It just drags you right into the very beginning of their very first album. And it's such like what a great lyric. She was just 17. You know what I mean? Wink, wink. Like it's absolutely fantastic. It's one of those early Beatles songs. A lot of times you kind of listen to early Beatles and you're like, why, why were they so controversial? You hear a lyric like that. You're like, okay, yeah, I, I sort of get that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Man, I, this is genuinely a tough one for me. I, I don't have of, I actually don't have a vote written down, but I, I think, I think I saw as much as I really love Helter Skelter. I think I saw her standing there. It's just a perfect encapsulation of that early Beatles. Like, you know, it's that, that fifties rock and roll style that they were kind of refining and perfecting at that time. It's a wonderful song. It it always gets me pumping. It always gets me dancing. I saw her standing there is going to get my vote. Next vote goes to Nathan. Uh, Before I answer, I have a little bit of an injury. Um, I've got blisters on my fingers. Yeah. Right, that was my bad quote. Um, I love that's it. my favorite. That's my favorite part of Helter Skelter. The very end when Ringo just yells out, "I got blisters on my fingers." I lo- I love that line. Um, I'm a 39 year old man, and I have a hard time singing along with. I saw her standing there. Uh, when an adult man sings, um, she was just 17. You know what I mean? It comes off a lot different than a very young Paul McCartney singing it. <laughs> um, Touche. So, but Helter Skelter also has has his issues too. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, we can get to the whole Charles Manson fascination by it, but I don't want to take apart from how heavy that song was and how it influenced a lot of harder rock people down the road. Uh, and so, I'm going to, and this is a hard one for me. I could go either way because once again, um, you know, once I saw her standing, there's a great song, but I really think Helter Skelter when you see the whole package put together is the better song. My vote goes for Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter's got a vote. Next pick here goes to Sarah. Uh, Mike actually took most of the words out of my mouth uh, for that. It, I kind of, I agree with, I saw her standing there. Um, that, that was my choice. I marked that. Uh, Helter Skelter. It, it's just like, a tad bit too chaotic for me like just a smidgen but it's over that line and i can't get into it and i've tried and i just can't but i saw her standing there that's gonna get my vote i saw her standing there's got another vote jeff what are we going with well i am in the uh fortunate position in which i get to basically say everything that i'm gonna say and then hand it off to chris yeah um, <laughs> You see, and, and and I'm not trying to uh, blow smoke up his ass because that is not something I enjoy doing. But I think something that he said earlier on, or maybe in our last episode about the Beatles, and the fact that I saw her standing there is kind of what the Beatles thought that they could do and the sound that they could reproduce to become big in, in the time it was the sound that was big, where you start getting to some of these later songs and they really found out who they are and actually what makes them great. Um, and I think these are two songs that really kind of fit into that parallel. Uh, I saw her standing there is a great introduction to, you know, getting them like I think he had said earlier, making them good, getting them big, but Helter Skelter is just great. Uh, that is a fun song and talk about chaos. Yes, that is my life. Yeah. This fits perfectly. I'm going Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter is tied it up two to two. That brings it over to me. 
And God help us all. I agree with Jeff. I think Helter Skelter is the song that reminds me of, I don't think it goes as deep as some of the other songs, but it, it reminds me of what the Beatles are capable of. It's, it's, it's genuinely an interesting song. Uh, lyrically, it's great. Uh, musically, it's very, very interesting. It doesn't sound like a lot of what they did, right? It doesn't sound like the stuff that you, when you hear the Beatles, that's not what you think of. But it shows that they're willing to experiment. They're willing to try new things. And I applaud that. I genuinely enjoy Helter Skelter. So regardless of what Charles Manson thinks, I'm going Helter Skelter. Yeah, screw screw Charles Manson. Agreed. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Controversial. <laughs> yeah, controversial statements here from Boozy Bractology. <laughs> screw Charles Manson. <laughs> and we are moving on. The next vote here goes back all the way back to Nathan. Nathan, you are choosing between the four seed, A Hard Day's Night, the 13 seed, Yellow Submarine. Two of the Beatles' better known songs. Yes, that was this was an incredibly hard one. Hard Day's Night, uh, the things I love about it are, uh, first of all, the energy. It's just, it's just, again, that early Beatles, I think it was probably one of their best written earlier songs. Um, I love the movie Hard Day's Night. Uh, it was one, it was the it was the first Beatles movie experience, and I still watched it about once a year. And I love. I think my favorite part of the song is the very the very beginning when it goes it goes and it starts it lyrically. I I just I, I think it's a great put together song. Yellow Submarine's a lot different, but also a really fun song. I think the word I would use is there's a sense of of whimsy about it. Um, I, I'm glad Ringo sang it because I don't think any of the Beatles could make it what it was. I think Ringo just had a certain voice where, just like with a little help from my friends and later on Octopus's Garden, I think his voice was meant for certain songs, destined for certain songs. Um, and Yellow Submarine is just one that I really enjoy uh, listening to. When my niece gets old enough to get into to music a lot more, that's going to be a song I introduce her to. Um, but I think the better song, um, I think, is going to be Hard Day's Night. And I'm going to give my vote to Hard Day's Night. It was a difficult decision. All right, Sarah, you're up. Yeah, I I don't really know how I feel about this. And I don't know how I feel about Yellow Submarine because I feel like I should really like it. Um, and I, I think kind of what Nathan said, the, the whimsy of it, I, I don't know. It's... It's not my favorite Beatles song. Uh, it's a Beatles song nonetheless, but it's not my favorite Beatles song. <laughs> You're being way char more charitable than I expected you to be, Sarah. Keep it at classy. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> but A Hard Day's Night, I mean, I do work a lot. It, it resonates a little more with me. And I ju it's just one you can sing along with, but not feel ridiculous. Like I'm singing along to yellow submarine so i mean all day long a hard day's night gets my vote all right jeff you're up yeah i mean um basically everything that she said just meaner um yellow <laughs> submarine is a trash song uh, there's a reason ringo sang it it's because they needed the worst singer to sing a trash song uh that hurt this reminds me of a song that one of those traveling guys that goes to the elementary schools and sings to the preschoolers would have written. Uh, I mean, it is not a great song. I don't care how drunk I am. Uh, it, it's 
sure we're all gonna scream it but it's not a good song musically it's not that great the lyrics which one um <laughs> I, I, you could have put anything up against this i don't know i got a 13 see the hard days night's my vote mike you're up well, first I'll tell you what I had written down because I was I didn't necessarily know where I was going to be in the order, but I was fairly certain that I could begin by saying Sarah is wrong about Yellow Submarine. I didn't know that I could also throw Jeff into the mix, but here we are. Um no. Look, I get it. I, I Nathan actually stole the exact word that I was going to use, whimsy. We neglect how essential whimsy was to the Beatles and to their appeal and yellow submarine of their number one hits is probably the most whimsical. Like I, I don't think that's a super huge stretch to say that. Um, I mean, maybe hello, goodbye. I don't know, but no, and it is, and it is, you're right. It's uh, as far as Ringo song goes. Yeah. That's, that's why they gave, that's why they gave it to Ringo. They gave it to Ringo for a reason. Uh, I love it by itself. I love its placement on revolver. And I love that now when I hear uh, Yellow Submarine, I can also hear my, uh, I guess she was then probably three-year-old daughter singing the chorus to Yellow Submarine, like in her inner cute little three-year-old voice. Like that, that is what I hear now. It, it, I mentioned earlier about how, uh, you know, other, other Beatles songs are, are they're, they're a great band to introduce your kids to. And Yellow Submarine is one of those songs that falls into that category. Ah. God, but Hard Day's Night is such a fucking fantastic song. That I mean, that it the the story goes they needed they needed a title the title track for the album, and Lennon McCartney said, "Don't worry, we got this." And they went upstairs for an hour and came back down and had written a Hard Day's Night uh, based on a Ringo malapropism. <laughs> I mean, that's I don't know how apocryphal that is, but it, that's just the story. I love that story. And then George had this twelve string Rickenbacker he was playing playing around with, and he goes, "How does this chord sound?" Ding. I, how perfect of an of a opener to that movie and that album is that? Oh man, I mean, so I was actually having a hard time with this one. I was I was gonna vote for a hard day's night. Uh, since it's already moving on, I'm just gonna throw a vote to Yellow Submarine because I do love it. Uh, but I'm not at all upset that Hard Day's Night is moving on, uh, and I know that Jeff and Sarah are not. So, as your completely unbiased host, I'll remind you that uh, I not remind you, I will tell you. But I would have been disappointed if Yellow Submarine was moving on. That song is back trash. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that song features two Rolling Stones in addition to the Beatles, sir. You you watch yourself. I'd be happy to if they could, you know, go back and make good music. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow Submarine is not a good song. Sorry. <laughs> All right. We are moving on before I get more, uh, presumably, hopefully, you know, beer and peanuts thrown at me and not. Bags of urine. Uh, the next one here is going over to Sarah. Sarah, you were choosing between the eight seed or the six seed. All you need is love or the 11 seed. And I love her. I'm curious what you expect me to do with all my bags of urine now, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to go the route of the unpopular opinion on this one. Um, yes, I love a good log song. I, I know we've done it in the other brackets and I've got my butt kicked because I just love cheesy, ridiculous love songs. So this was kind of a mix. This, this was two of them. Um, All You Need Is Love is definitely the more popular one. 
I think, in my opinion. My vote is going to go to, and I love her. The opening chords are fantastic. And I just, I love, it's just a sweet love song. All you need is love is, it gets old. All you need is love. Trust me, I have like, all you need is love things all over my house. So I'm not saying I dislike the song, but pitted against, and I love her. I think I, and I love her is a better love song. Uh, something that the Beatles did a lot was repetition. And I think just with the popularity of all you need is love and hearing it over and over and over again, I I don't know if I got sick with it, but if someone said, give me a love song from the Beatles, I'm going to tell you to listen to, and I love her. So that gets my vote. And a lover's got its first vote. Jeff? Yeah, these are two great love songs. There's no doubt about that. Um, as previously mentioned, however, I was in a band uh, in the brass section. Um, being a trumpet player, and I think it has been proven time and time again on most musical brackets we've run through, um, I will go and vote for brass at any time. Um, this is one of those times, but actually not because of that. Uh, all you need to love is actually the opening dance song at our wedding. Uh, so, you know, the Beatles, while I, you know, may not love them as much as some that are definitely staring, staring here at me. Um, Definitely have a sweet spot in my life. So all you need to love is going to get my vote. All you need is love is tied it up one to one. We're bringing the next pick to Mike. Yeah, fortunately, our our first song at our wedding was actually a Paul McCartney solo song. So I won't have to vote against that here. Um, You you know, uh, Sarah is uh, unlike the way I started last time. This time, Sarah is right. That opening part to And I Love Her is great uh supposedly paul came to the rest of the band with the song and he was like i need i need this hook and he played the song for them and and harrison supposedly just basically picked up the guitar and immediately went like that do 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 thing and it was just like that's friggin' perfect it's a great track um it's great hard on sleeve mccarthy mccartney stuff uh it's it's certainly a highlight on hard day's night (laughs) but you're talking to a guy that actually once wrote a paper in college analyzing all you need is love as a postmodernist work of art. All you need. I'm, I, I wish I was joking. I'm not. Uh, I won't bore you with all the details here, but all you need is love is such a fantastic song. And it's such a fantastic story about how that came to be about. They were, they had asked the Beatles. They're doing this, our world broadcast where they were broadcast. It was like the first worldwide television live broadcast ever. And they, for the Great Britain section, they asked the Beatles to perform a song and they, and they wrote a new song because that had a very simple message that in most languages could be pretty easily translated. And that is all you need is love. They pre-recorded all the backing tracks, sang it live uh, with basic instrumentation, knocked it out of the fricking part. And then Lennon being Lennon just spontaneously at the end throws in that she loves you yeah yeah part like oh it's so good i i love all you need is love i love the story behind it i love everything about the song um i do understand you know a little bit about what sarah's saying about you know it being maybe a little too you've heard it a little too much i i get that but i just think it's such a fantastic song i I do think it's the better song here uh and it's gonna get my vote nathan it's over to you sir and I Love Her, I think, is a very underrated song. Um, I was surprised it was as high ranked wise, seed-wise as it was. 
Um, cause I didn't think many people knew that song. It's a great song. It's a great love song. And I do love a good love song. I'm a McCartney guy. And McCartney wrote a lot of silly love songs. Yeah. Um, all you need is love. I think on the face, it's, it's a very simple song. All you need is love. But the song itself is like an onion almost. And you can peel back a lot of layers on it. Not only it's production, but I've never heard a song start with a national anthem. It starts with the French national anthem. And there's like all these other songs kind of snuck into it. There's a part near the end where you just hear, you hear the faint, she loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that there's a lot of beautiful parts to it that I think we kind of gloss over at times. It's a beautiful song. I do think it's overplayed. I think a lot of Beatles songs are overplayed. Um, Come Together, Get Back, great songs, but I wish other songs would kind of get you know some, some FaceTime. Saying that, um, my vote goes to All You Need Is Love. All You Need Is Love is moving on. And we are moving on. And this one here is going over to Jeff. Jeff, you are picking between the three seed of help or the 14 seed for no one. Um, Yeah, so this one is, I don't even have a whole lot of thoughts on it. I, I truly enjoy the song Help. Um, coming from a, uh, let's see, how do I word this? A, a Bible Belt conservatively raised family in the Midwest. Um, we were big fans of DC Talk, which did a cover of Help, um, which does not hold to the Beatles version. But uh, <laughs> they are, uh, it's a great song. It's a fun song um, to just kind of listen to uh, for no one. It's okay. I mean, there's it's a 14 seed. It's a, I would say surprising 14 seed compared considering some of the 15 and 16 seeds that we've had. I probably would have swapped some of those out, but uh yeah, my vote's going to go for help here. Help has its first vote. Next vote goes to Mike. Alas, for no one. I, this is a in my opinion an excellent song off of revolver i think that for for whatever reason in my head i i see it in this weird way uh as paul's response to in my life by john but it's nowhere near as good obviously it's still a great song um i don't know why i see it that way because they're thematically not even the same there, there's just something about their their sound that 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 and and maybe it's their placement on their respective albums i don't know that, that doesn't matter. I love for no one. I think it's a great song. Uh, I think it's it's Paul at a uh, unique place in his time in in his life and in his his relationship at the time, uh, trying to make some sense out of all of that. Fantastic song, and it's going up against Help, which is just a fantastic song. Like I I try to imagine being alive at that time and suddenly hearing Help. And this is a band that up until this moment had been known for kind of like whimsical love songs. I mean, whimsical is not the right word because we talked about whimsy with Yellow Submarine. They weren't necessarily that, but they were simple, straightforward love songs. And help is this cry from somebody who is not necessarily very good at asking for it. But he's saying, look, I'm admitting that, you know, there's things in my life I, I, I need help in. It's a fantastic song. It's got wonderful melodies, uh, melodies and uh, harmonies harmonies was the word i was actually going for it's got both <laughs> um i i think help is just such a fantastic song i mean it it gave the album and the movie its title because it's just so good and it 
and in terms of earlier Beatles songs, in terms of that first half of their career, it is a standout and it is a three seed for a reason. Uh, so as much as I love for no one, I got to give my vote to help. All right, Nathan, over to you. When I first saw the brackets, this was the first round uh, matchup that gave me the most that I lost. I, don't, I didn't literally lose sleep over it, but I remember I saw this this, this uh, matchup and I posted on Facebook to my friends going, you know, which of these songs, this podcast is coming up. What do you guys think? And uh, most people said help. Uh, but again, my, my old friend Aaron uh, really liked uh, For No One, and I love For No One, too. It's one of my favorite Beatles songs. And I'm really surprised. I don't know Jeff very well, but he mentioned he liking Brass. And there's this beautiful part of For No One where it's just mm-hmm. a random brass piece put into it. It's a beautiful put-together song. I love it. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. Help is also such an important song to the Beatles and probably a, the Beatles song I listen to most. I think when I remember hearing about the song, I think Lennon was really unhappy with the way the song came out because he felt it was rushed and it was not as high quality as it could have been. Um, I think it was one of the last songs they recorded for the album. Uh, but to me, that really helps because there's um, there's a sense of agency of, uh, I think I was mentioned before about this cry for help, you know, that lyric, won't you please, please help me. It's a man literally probably in the midst of Beatlemania not having anybody to talk to except for his three other friends talking to an entire culture to please help. Um, and so there's just, this was the hardest choice for me to make based on the quality of the song and based on the lyrics and the way it got put together, George Martin was really instrumental in some of this. Um, I'm going to have to vote for, for no one. It's, it's, it's a song that I didn't see myself voting for, uh, but it's a song that I think is a better song. So my vote goes for, for no one. For no one picks up a vote. And the next pick here is going over to Sarah. Whew. This is tricky. Um, Ah, okay. So I, I was actually, I started out with help and then I chose for no one, but I'm singing, sitting here as you guys are talking and I'm just kind of going through the lyrics in my head. Um, and Nathan, you made a good point in help. I feel like there's a sense of urgency because when I start singing the chorus in my head, I, I go at a pace that's not natural. Um, when I'm singing those words. And the more I just I don't want anyone to think that I'm not voting for for no one because it's on revolver, Mike. It's, it's not <laughs> because I, I want it. I, I didn't vote to, for it. I love revolver. But kind of everyone talking about it. Yeah. I, I mean, initially I was like, oh, yeah, help movie song. It's great. But as I'm thinking of it going through my head, I've got to I've got to give it my vote. Help gets my vote. And with that help moves on to the round of 32. And we have two picks left in this bracket. We're going to start the next one off here with Mike. Mike, you are choosing between the seven seed. I am the walrus or the 10 seed. All my loving. Oh man, this is a heartbreaker for me. Uh, All my loving is a song that I sang to both of my daughters as babies, uh, mainly because it begins with close your eyes, like please sleep, you know, type of thing. But uh, but it is, it's one of those, it's just one of those songs that I associate with that, uh, but it's also just an 
excellent early Beatles song. I John's rhythm guitar, the way that he plays that in that song is extremely innovative. I, I love George's solo too, because it's 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 simple, but it fits the song so well. And Paul sings it great. Uh it is impossible for me to to hear that song without picturing uh, them on the Ed Sullivan show with, where George George and you know goes over to the microphone with Paul and they're singing together and they're harmonizing it. It's so great. It's one of my favorite early Beatles tunes. Uh, actually, my daughter will still sometimes uh, refer to it as the uh, the night night song. Ah, uh, so I really love all my loving, but damn it, John, damn it. Crabble locker, fishwife, pornographic priestess, boy, you've been a naughty girl. You let your knickers down. That is like the greatest masterpiece of a brash, ridiculous, insane, fantastic rock and roll lyric. I am the walrus is just like on a completely different level. It is otherworldly. The, 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 backwards guitars and the and the 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 radio clip that just randomly comes in in the brit in the sitting in the english garden bridge and everything like that just adds to the absurdity of it all it's so it's it's just i can't even describe why i love that song so much except i guess i think i kind of just did but it's just i am the walrus is a song that literally no other band could have ever recorded that song. And I'm so glad that the Beatles were around to do it because it's just great. The, uh, All My Love will always have a special place in my heart, but I Am The Walrus gets my vote. I Am The Walrus has its first vote. Nathan, you're up. I think the thing I like about the Beatles the best is that everybody has these different connections to how it plays out in their lives. And I, I'm, I'm happy that we get to hear more of those connections and stories. Um, all My Loving is a great song, uh, but to me, I Am the Walrus is just a, 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 a almost the perfect John Lennon song. Uh, earlier during a, a, a little break, we were talking about favorite albums, and I think my favorite Beatles album is, it's not the most popular album, uh, but really is Magical Mystery Tour. I love that album. There are some songs I don't care for on there, but a lot of songs I really like, and it really tells a really weird story. Um, I really love Magical Mystery Tour. Um, and so I need to go for, you know, Goo 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 Jube, I Am The Walrus. Uh, that gets my vote. I Am The Walrus has another vote. How far can it go? Sarah, you're up. Not that far. So ah. I'm learning. So something <laughs> I'm learning about myself is I don't know how how much I'm for like the whimsy and the nonsensical stuff. And I didn't realize that's who I am as a person, but that's kind of who I am as a person. <laughs> uh, so like cuckoo cuckoo, but I am the walrus is not getting my vote. All my loving for all of the reasons that Mike said. Minus the nonsensical chaos, it gets my vote for those reasons. All my loving has a vote. Jeff, you're up. Well, uh, I think what we've learned is that Sarah will, in all infinity, vote for the love song. Whereas chaos is my life. Yeah. Hey. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love I Am the Walrus. I think that Bono did a great job on the uh, Across the Universe soundtrack uh, covering this song. But man, it is such a fun, well-written song. Um, just insane, but perfectly so. I Am the Walrus going through. 
Jeff, if you were really a big fan of chaos, you would have accepted chaos and just passed this over to me and let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but I am the walrus moves on to the round of 32, and we are here to our last pick of the night. This one could be easy. This one could be hard. But we're going to find out. The two seed is yesterday. The 15 seed is girl. And uh, we're going to go ahead and start this one off with Nathan. Again, great songs. I think girl is um, just a, a fun song to listen to. Um, just the way it's sung is very unique. Um, but yesterday, um, there's a reason it's probably one of the most covered songs of all time. Um Back when I was in college, um, I won't say what college it is to disparage it, but it was a little bit known as a drinking school, and Nathan Mayer partook in more than one occasion. And I remember there was these nights I would get – I drink more than I probably should have, and I'd come back to the residence hall and go to the bathroom. And as I was in the bathroom going, oh, I shouldn't have drank that much, I would just drunkenly start singing yesterday. And I have no idea if anybody else could hear me, but I remember I was I, I, as I was washing my hands, I would just go – yesterday uh, and i don't know if it was unhappy or because i loved the song it was probably because i stole that song from uh the movie mr bean because there's in that movie he got drunk and play and, and, and sang yesterday and so i think <laughs> when i drank drank it was just it was me being mr bean um it was in that movie yeah um but you know yesterday you know to me it's even though it's a Paul song, it's still a Beatles song. Um, to me, it's the kind of quintessential, you know, McCartney song. I think it it showed it was it was his first probably epic masterpiece. I've got to go for yesterday. I, I, I almost any other song I can't vote against. Uh, I mean, it, it'd be up against. I gotta go yesterday. Yep, I'm saying yesterday. That's my vote. Nathan's got yesterday. Next pick here goes to Sarah. Oh my gosh, I was going to reference the Mr. Bean movie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so much in my life, I'm like, suddenly. Like exactly the way you said it. But anyway, that this is this is my second joke. Um, but this is also where the rubber meets the road. Hi. Mike's gonna get it. Yeah, Mike's gonna get it. Dude, girl's a better song. I'm sorry. I I have nothing against yesterday. Again, it's one of those super popular. It's everywhere. Will I ever change it if it comes on the radio? Absolutely not. Um, I love it. I love the meaning behind it. But Girl to me is an underrated song. Like I am shook that it's a 15 seed uh, compared to some of these. It's a beautiful song. It's kind of oh, crap. It's like, I guess it's a love song about like the ideal woman. So this seems cliche, but um, it's, it's dark. Uh I feel like this is the only shot and the only vote it's going to get, but don't discredit girl. It's an amazing song. It's a beautiful song. And if I had the choice and that's how I made my choice, I would probably listen to it first over yesterday. I'd still listen to them both, but I'm going to always listen to girl first. So my vote's going to girl. Girl is tied up one to one. Jeff, we're bringing it over to you. Will chaos reign supreme? I don't know that chaos really can reign supreme with either of these songs. Uh, Girl I, I has fantastic uh, harmonies. I mean, that's something that's they really nailed in that song. Uh, it's just beautiful. Um, but what they missed out on is just the simplicity of everything else that yesterday encompasses. Um, 
you know, just the acoustic guitar with the little string quartet and the voice is, there are Beatles songs that are overplayed that are just beaten to death. And this is not one of them for me. I will always listen to yesterday. It's just a beautiful piece of art. Yesterday's getting my vote. Yesterday's got second vote. Bring you over to Mike to see what his thoughts are. Well, uh, last episode, I, I kind of committed, I guess, a, a mild act of blasphemy against uh, I want to hold your hand. And I guess this episode, I'm doing it a little bit for yesterday. I, I don't get me wrong. Like, it is an absolutely beautiful song. It's got an uh, elegant melody. It's got a touch. It's got touching lyrics. Uh, there's there is a small part of me that, is, that kind of wishes that Paul had stuck with scrambled eggs. Oh, my baby, how I love your legs. But. That's that he did. He, he ended up writing yesterday and I'm cool with that. I, I, I don't know if it's maybe if it's just that I've heard it so many times or if it's just because really it's the first song. It's the first Beatles song that's kind of it's really just Paul and an orchestra and an acoustic guitar. You know, I don't know. I love I really do love the song. I just I don't hold it in quite as high esteem as a lot of people seem to. And I really do love Girl, too. Uh, but I would say that sometimes it depends on my mood every now and then the way when I'm listening to it, the way that John kind of does that little thing at the beginning, you know, after he, after they sing girl, it can be a little, it can be a little grating sometimes. Um, but I really do love it. Uh, I forget who, I forget who said it about the harmonies. I think it was, I think it was, um, it was either Nathan or Sarah said about the harmonies on, on the, the chorus in particular, they really are beautiful. Um, I, I still got to give it to yesterday. Because I do think, I do think it's it's the better song Lyr- lyrically. It's it's the the better written song. I love the production on it. But I do agree with Sarah. Do not sleep on girl. It I, I know I kind of you know quibbled a little bit over you know some of the the delivery, but it is a fantastic song off of Rubber Soul, which is my second favorite Beatles album. So uh, definitely don't sleep on it. Uh, I got I got to give my vote to yesterday here. But girl is a great song. And with that, yesterday is moving on. You did not want to hear what I was about to say, by the way, if that came to me. <laughs> was it tit, 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 tit? Yesterday is moving on. <laughs> Sorry. And that, you're fine. And that brings us to the end of the episode. So let's recap real quick. What are we seeing in the round of 32? The round of 32 is going to see the song Something taking on with a little help from my friends. Elter Skelter against Hard Day's Night. All You Need Is Love taking on help. And I am the walrus against yesterday, which I can't wait to hear you four talk about. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you enjoy what we do at Boozy Bracketology, patreon.com slash PTEBB is your exclusive home for all of our bonus content, including at the end of this, a Boozy Revisited, where we come back and look at all the questionable and downright dumb decisions we made in this 64 seed bracket. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Find us on Facebook, The Lounge, Fans of Pub Trivia Experience, on Instagram, Pub... Whoa. I done jacked that up. Yep. You can still find us on Facebook, Fans of Pub Trivia Experience, and Boozy Bracketology. On Instagram, Boozy Bracketology. Twitter, uh, at Boozy Brackets, because of those daggum character limitations. But I am tired, so we're going to call it a night. For Boozy Bracketology, I have been Chris. I'm Nathan. Sarah. I'm Jeff. And I'm Mike. And we'll see you next time with the next quadrant in the round of 64. Have a good one.